I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Source for cycling's mediocrity, you have found Pack Filler. The Pack Filler podcast will help you achieve bicycle bliss, two-wheeled tranquility, or at least the simple ability to smile at the silly sports you regularly attempt to conquer. The Pack Filler podcast is hosted by a has-been who cannot climb. You can contact the show through Facebook. Twitter, or emailing us at info at packfiller.com. And now, sit back, ignore responsibility and training, and enjoy the Packfiller Podcast. here about friggin time let the family hence understand the remote is all mine abm but not bitter like robert millar it's time for yet another podcast of pack filar <laughs> how did that one work out you guys try and and create some sort of a you know remote attempt at wit in a poem every podcast and it, it has to end with pack filler it's got to rhyme with that and, and if you guys could say yeah and you know what i'm going to just say that send me a better poem and we'll be good to there welcome to the only podcast that doesn't necessarily care about doping welcome to the pack filler podcast i'm your host pat bulger now before you all freak out and send me an angry email let me explain the mindset of uh the of that doping comment don't you just a little bit 
just a little bit miss the extraordinary efforts that EPO gave us, some of the superhuman efforts. I'm truly hoping that we get some fireworks this year. It is the time for the Tour de France Pack Filler podcast, first of the series, and I, I had to get it going. I had to get something started. ABMI, I'm here alone, but that is all right. Yeah, I got some other horror stories to tell you about this. For, for Well, first of all, let's thank the sponsors. David Quillen over at the Sufferfest. Great guy, great stuff. Got some... Um, New videos out already. In fact, I did one just recently called Half is Easy, and it is not. Um, try and check that one out. Go through our website at packfiller.com, click on the bleeding eyes, and find something from Dave McQuillan at the Sufferfest. Absolutely brutal workout, some of these things. I don't know about this time of year. For the rest of you, it's, you know, it's in the 90s right now where I am, and the last thing I want to do is sit inside and ride, but... The Sufferfest season is always around the corner. they got some great training programs and fun stuff like that. Big thanks to Elephant Bikes. Again, Glenn Copas over at Elephant Bikes. My son just did a 300-miler on his cyclocross bike because uh, his camp has this big, long ride set up, and a lot of it's on good sections of her on gravel and stuff like that. So we decided the cross bike would be perfect, and it did. didn't fail him at all. So thanks to uh, Elephant Bikes. Go check out elephantbikes.com. And, of course, Road ID. Identify your corpse. Identify your unconscious body so somebody can come and pick it up and bring you back to life and get you back on the bike again. Road ID, that's who I am. Uh, we have that logo on packfiller.com. Click through there, too. Um, here we are. Well, technically, here we are. Um, if you haven't noticed, Mark's not with me today, but it's time for a Tour de France podcast, and so I'd have to get it out. And on top of that, um, I'm... As strange as this is going to sound, I'm in my bedroom right now. Um, yeah, the studio has been taken over. <sighs> Can we have a moment of silence? The wife has taken the studio from me, you guys. I know. I know. No, I can't. I, she's in charge. Yes, I wear the pants. She just tells me what size, color, shape and fit of pants to wear. Now, the wife is, uh, wife actually got a new gig. She's working at home now, which is, I know what you're thinking. No, she's not, she's not doing that. She's actually a real legit high-end job, and she, uh, she needed a home office, and, and what was the first to go but the studio? Um, so here I am in my bedroom right now, trying to record the show. I'm covered in, um, joint compound, and no, not the kind of stuff you buy and, you know, you know, glucosamine and chondroitin, no, that kind of stuff. Um, I am uh, taking a room in the basement and converting it from what it was being a storage room for miscellaneous amounts of shit and stuff and completely gutting it, um, tearing it down to the floors and and the, the spare studs. I've got sheetrock in. I've patched. I've got everything ready to rock. I'm literally just finished... Um, mudding the joint compound in and now I'm at the point where I got to let all that shit dry and then I'm going to sand I'm going to paint I'm going to put a new floor in going to put a new uh, broadcasting area a nice little kind of a bar feel to it it's going to be wicked in fact I found these you guys I if you follow me on on Twitter you're going to see some of the stuff that I put in I've got um I've got the bare bone shot up there now on Twitter 
And what we're going to do is we're going to hopefully document the process along the way. And I found some really cool designs for some lights that are made out of old frames. So some of the old bike frames I'm going to include in it. And it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, Pack Filler and all of the podcasts will have a permanent home here. Oh, God, it can't happen soon enough because um, it's just weird sitting in my bedroom and talking to somebody else besides the love of my life in, in my bedroom. I know. You feel special, don't you? A little dirty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Tour de France is here, everybody. In case you haven't noticed, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday. The second day of the tour has already happened, and um, I'm now officially wasting more time than ever imagined. First, the World Cup, because I am I am a soccer fan, and now the tour uh, with full broadcasts of the entire stage. For those of you not in... Uh, the U.S., you you probably take for granted that you have um, Eurosport or somebody showing the entire broadcast of every stage. We didn't get that up until now, and finally we're getting it. And I, I want to applaud, oh, my God, NBC Sports for pulling that one off. Uh, I hope that continues. I hope it lasts. I hope they start every broadcast day at 3 a.m. My, my time and run it to 9 a.m., and you're getting just epic amounts of each stage and it's been it's great and it's so nice to have that back and especially since um uh the jackasses at my local comcast won't carry universal sports so i can't see the zero unless i go online and i am doing the steep hill thing and and actually checking out thank you guys for uh, for all those recommendations of different places in which to watch online each individual stage and just by saying that i'm sure you know somebody's going to come out and get in trouble now and so the steep hill people will get in trouble and we won't be able to see it anymore but that better not freaking happen because uh i need to i need it, tour spain i got to see tour spain this year uh, I didn't get to see it last year, so that that one pissed me off. But full stage broadcasts happened so far with just the first two days of the tour, and uh, great, great to have back. God, I missed you. This is my three-week Super Bowl. I'm not a big fan of American football. Well, I watch it, but, uh, you know, it's more for the commercials because there's seven-layer dip involved. But um, this is my Super Bowl. My Super Bowl last three weeks. And... Um, it's so nice to have it back. Uh, so technically, this isn't like a tour preview show, but screw it. I can still talk it up. Um, things that I've noticed so far with the tour and what is going on so far. First of all, as I said, NBC Sports doing a pretty freaking good job. Full stage broadcast. My DVR is starting to melt already. Um, had to get rid of all my other shows, you know, and my son's shows and my wife's shows and all that stuff. I was like, Jesus, I need six hours a day on the DVR. And, you know, mine is just the bare bones one that came with this setup. So it's, you know, every day I got six hours on the recorder. I got to delete the stage because my DVR is going to be full after I've finished watching and fast forwarding through all this shit I don't care about. But there, that's something else to be said. So, um, uh, you know, so so much for my chance of seeing, you know, all my Gordon Ramsay cooking TV shows <laughs> again. MasterChef, if you don't want, come on. If you're a cook person, you, MasterChef's actually pretty good. And I'm, I, yeah, I know, I'm falling into that. Um, I got to say, I actually, yesterday when it first came on and they go into the, you know, the three guys with Bob in the booth and I'm going, okay, here we go. Who's going to be the third guy? You know, for the last couple of years ago, it was a friend of the show, Todd Gogolsky. Um, it's, I like Todd's insight. Todd's, uh, Todd's got a gr great 
delivery and a great style towards his insight into the into the racing. Um, he got he got booted out by Scott Moninger, and uh, Scott did I think the last two years. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. Scott Moninger, um, and then this year they pan over after Bob, and who do we have? Christian Vandeveld. Um, I have to say at first, I was like, oh, shit. You know, a little jaded past. But um, uh, this guy brings some good perspective to it. He's got a good delivery style. Having, he's just been in the Peloton technically a year ago. Energy level's far better than Scott. Scott was just too monotone. He was like talking to a zombie. Sorry, Scott. Um, I liked what you had to say, but boy, oh, boy, it wasn't really a, a really exciting TV presentation. And um, today they even had a segment of Christian riding a couple of the hills before the finish of the stage, which I thought was really cool. And I think that is way long overdue to have some of these ex-pros out there hopping in and riding um, and, and showing their perspective of what the course is like. He had a bike full of GoPros all over that stuff. So I'd love to see that perspective of some of that. That'll probably come through in the, the primetime showing tonight, which I always do. I watch both. I don't know about you. I watch both. Uh, the morning one, I am now lazy and I get up and well, it's six hours worth. I don't watch all six hours, but I will, uh, I will fast forward through a lot of sections and be able to catch up and stop and watch the sections. And then, uh, the evening, the prime time brings a lot of different things and, and more interviews into it. And, and so it's, it's nice and I'm, I'm happy to see it. Um, so that's, that's, it's good, and I like having Christian a part of the broadcasting team, all right? And personal feelings aside, um, Bob, solid as ever. Jeff Perino, um, the good guy doing the job I'd love to have. Be able to be that guy out in the motorcycle, getting those interviews and getting that inside perspective. I think it's great. Fall, uh, fall and Pill? No, Paul and Phil. Paul, uh, solid as ever. Phil, yeah, you know, he's getting a little long in the tooth, I'm not going to lie. But I... I can't bring myself to be hard on the guy. He's kind of like a legend in, in cycling announcing, you know, how long can you imagine the day that comes when, when we don't have Phil as our announcer or Paul as our announcer on the tour broadcasts, I mean, it'd be sad. It's like some of those baseball stadiums, you know, who had their guys forever. And finally, you know, they keel over at 96 or something like that. Take me out to the book. And he collapses. You know, Phil's in the middle of a... Sp- no, I don't want to... <laughs> That's not nice. Um, so, I'm. you know, Phil's got his... He's getting some of his facts off a little bit, and he's missing some some things. He'll say a team is not a team. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, because Christ knows I'm not even close to that. And I'm just some guy sitting in his bedroom with a microphone and headphones. And yeah, so many comments along there. But they're filling six hours with good information. Um so I don't know about you. I say don't fix it. It ain't broken. Um, I think they got a good thing going this year, and um, it's a good it's a good staff. I'd love to you know um, for those of you who had followed this show for a long time, uh, Frankie and Drail and I hosted a show together uh, in the infancy of this this broadcast. And uh, uh, Frankie, I would love to see be able to get back out there and talk to some guys. I know he's had you know. A, pretty tough past with a lot of this stuff and um he's he's a good guy and he he's got great perspective and i i think he got fucked by this whole thing and you know having his wife being the outspoken woman she is um and 
with all the Lance crap, um, I think somebody should give Frankie another chance. Uh, it'd be cool to see him back in the races it, or at least along, you know, the course getting some interviews or getting again, showing some of that perspective because he's still, he's still got his hands in the game. He's still playing in the cake batter. So it's, it'd be cool to see him out there and do something like that. Um, so the broadcasting team, I think doing pretty well. What do you think? I'm not pausing like, you know, Dora the Explorer. Where, where do you think he should go? Swiper? Um, you know, and just from first day of the tour, being able to see the stage start immediately. And um, I know what some of my uh, jaded friends from the doping are going to say. I I was, I was quietly happy for Jen's Voight yesterday. I know you guys, and I know a couple of them, and I know one person in particular who's going to bust my chops about this one. Um, I... I know Jens was associated with a pretty bad time in cycling. There's probably a good chance he doesn't have the cleanest of hands when it comes to all this kind of stuff. You know, how are you outwardly competitive during a time in which everybody was doing something specific, um, let alone compete at this age that he is? Um, but I like his style. I like his attempts at humor. Today, he tried to do an Austin Powers impersonation. Not Austin. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's trying to do Dr. Evil. And it was so bad that it was funny. Um, I like his personality. And I I love watching his writing style. I love his, his comment yesterday saying that he attacked the, his two breakaway companions simply because he decided that they were faster than him on the sprints. And he wanted to get the mountain points. So he decided to leave them behind. <laughs> Um, cool, aggressive style. Um, I don't care what's in his bloodstream. I just, I like watching him race. And, you know, as I said at the top of the show, um, it, do you find yourself as a cycling fan struggling with the whole doping issue? And, um, I go through the gamut of emotions. I, I admit, I, the attacking style of the dope tours was epic. I mean, you saw some super superhuman efforts that were just absolutely insane. And I'm sure we all questioned him or at least something in our back of our minds went, this can't be done. This can't be possible, but it sure is freaking awesome. And so where, where, where are we on that? You, you know, seeing everybody on an equal playing field, are we going to just see, are we going to see boring tours? Are we going to see lack of heroics? Um, or are we just, if everybody is indeed on the playing, same playing field, are we going to see some more, some of the heroics, but with greater consequences? I think some of the consistency of some of the riders is going to disappear as we get cleaner in a sport. But I'd also like to see some fireworks. I really would. And Jens Voigt, I loved watching him. I love watching that style. Um, I think he, I don't know, is he clean? Do I ask myself questions? Yes, I do. Um, is he clean? Um, yeah, I hope so. Is he doing some amazing things at the age of 42? Yeah. Oh, well. Stop asking yourself questions, Pat. Um, 
Okay, next topic. Uh, along things I've noticed on the tour for this year, and I know I'm going to get flack for this, and I think I've mentioned my stance on this one in this show quite a few times. So for all of my British friends who have been fans of the show and who listen to the show and who send me those emails telling me I'm a jackass, um, I know I'm going to get flack for it, but I'm not going to miss Mark Cavendish. Yeah, I'm pausing for effect on that one. I wish I knew what the entire world, especially Phil, have for this guy. Um, some people have their heads so far up Mark Cavendish's ass, I'm pretty sure they could tell him what his prostate status is. I, I like what – is he a great writer? Yeah, he's a great writer. Just quit asking yourself questions, Pat. Um, but I don't think he deserves – the godlike status or special segments or following his girlfriend's tweet status on the broadcast is, is giving uh, this guy. I don't know who Marcel Kittle's uh, girlfriend is, and I don't know what her tweet status is, but he's winning stages. Um, I, I don't understand it. Phil, especially he, so much for the drinking game now. Now that Cavendish is out, the drinking game is supposed to be every time he mentions Mark Cavendish, you, you drink, which means in a six-hour broadcast, you'd be flat on your face after about 38 minutes. And I get so tired of it. And so I guess maybe just be, it's just like a song on the radio. You hear something over and over and over and over again. Like that new one that all of me loves all of you. I freaking hate that song because, yeah, it's cheesy. And the first time you heard it, it was okay. But the 300th time you've heard it, you want to actually drive through, the, you know, go dive through the radio and strangle the guy to death. And I'm that way with Mark Cavendish. And it's making me freaking sick. And so um, I think he's annoying. And I can't stand his mumbling speech the way he... I don't want anybody to crash out. I don't. But I have to admit, I felt worse for Simon Garens yesterday than I did for Cav. Mainly because I saw what Cav did. Yeah, the word is that Garens wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't going forward. He was going backwards at best. And uh, Cav shot for a gap that clearly wasn't there, and he was trying to shove Garens out. Garens swerved. Garens got out of his way. Watch the footage. He was riding out. Of the, he was moving to his left. And Cav still managed to crash. And this isn't the first time this guy's done this. And I'm not seeing it a lot from other riders. I'm seeing it more from him. And I think he's kind of a pain in the ass. So there I'm going to say it. I, I hope he heals quick. I hope he gets back in the game because I, I need my my person I want to root against. Um, and now if we could just get his girlfriend to shut the fuck up, that would be great. Um, so there's my comment on that. There's the, uh, the people in England, I think, uh, man, can you – can you – have you seen the amount of fan, fans that have been on the side of these stages? It's been freaking awesome. Thousands of thousands of hundreds of thousands of riders, I mean, of, of spectators. It's been cool. If they can only have an understanding that they need to get the F back a little bit, that'd be great. The roads are so freaking narrow that you're seeing these log jams happen from riders because the fans are in their way. Quit slapping riders on the butt. I wish there could be a public service announcement that could be broadcast during the publicity caravan and the tour that comes through and says, you know, big red circle with a slash through it of what makes you an asshole fan if you're doing. You know, don't push the riders. 
Don't run alongside them in your sumo suit or your handwritten web address of some stupid organization you're involved with. And that includes you, clean bottle guy. Wave, and that's it. Um, don't slap the riders on the back or on the butt. It just shows you're a douche who can't let it be about somebody else. You have to actually touch and be involved in it. Don't do that. And don't run alongside with your GoPro, okay? Get your footage, take your picture, and get the hell out of the way. Don't lean out into the traffic because the next guy's got to lean out farther than you and so on and so forth. The next thing you know, you got riders colliding, especially today, stage two. You saw a guy just smash a woman's shoulder going by. That could have taken down more than just her and her pride. It could have been a lot. Um, it could have gotten ugly. So I don't know. You know, we can't put up fences. That's not what the sport's about. These people, You should be able to attend a bike race for free. But you shouldn't, and, and we shouldn't have to necessarily put up fencing around the whole course. But people should use their freaking brains. Yeah, they're probably filled full of beer at that moment. But, oh, my God, it, it makes me crazy. I end up yelling at the TV. And I I look like I have a problem. Um, but, you know, great attendance, England. Way to go. Um, and I guess the last thing I'm going to talk about my initial observations are is um and i guess this tails along with the drug thing is that um, it looks like we've got some contenders it looks like we have a playing field more than just one maybe two riders vying for the top spot and um you know we could go through the list you know let's 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 stop and i you know I'm, i'll let you guys know my top five these are these are what i i think is going to be in our top five and i don't think it's that incredibly creative of a list because well you'll see you're here when you get to it um top of the list i think froom's personally the overall favorite again um i i just think in terms of an all-arounder did his crash don't ask a question i think his crash at the dauphine might have caused some problems but i think he's probably well over them by now and um I think he's the overall favorite. I think he's the strongest overall in terms of climbing, in terms of time trialing, in terms of a strong team. Um, although I'm not sure what to think of him about the Bradley Wiggins debacle. I think that uh, Wiggins got screwed big time. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. my god you know there are guys on on sky getting dropped already 
And Wigo said he would have worked for Froome, but he's still not on the list. I don't think Chris Froome is completely innocent on this. I think um, behind the scenes, I don't know. I don't know. If anybody has a behind the scenes tack on that, let me know. I, I, he seems like he's kind of a, a, you know, it's this is my team now, so Buck Bradley, and that's where it's going to go. Um, I wish Wiggins was there. And we're going to be basically the one seeing him staring at his stem in in yellow come Paris. That's that's my prediction. I think he's I think he's the guy. It's his tour to lose again, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I think number two is is as the return of of Alberto Contador. Please don't do the pistolero shit. I I got sick of that. Uh, and keep the beef away from this guy. Um, he's looking like the like the champion. He should have been. He should be. And um, Hopefully, you know, we're going to see that come from him. Um, I, I'm worried about his top end a little bit. I saw some some of the attacks on the climbs, and he can do that acceleration, but I don't know if he could sustain it. Maybe that's from coming from age. That's coming, you know, how old is he? Jesus. But um, his, his, I'm going to say it. I think Contador had issues. You know, he went through the postal program. He went through the discovery program. He went through Astana with, you know, and let's be honest, he, he, probably put something other than you know Paniagua in his in his bloodstream over the years um so is that consistency going to be gone that we had from him when, when he was still um full of the good stuff um so Contador I think is going to be on a podium I don't know which one which step uh Nibali uh man I tell you I I never know about this guy but um because I don't pay much attention to him um but boy did he fly into today's stage Really strong, basically rode away from the field. I think in his way, so uh, I think he's going to be he's going to be a podium contender, top three. I don't think he's got the time traveling ability to 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 take the top spot, but you never know what something's going to happen. Um, and if somebody could do me a favor in the Astana organization, and whoever designed that national champions jersey for uh, for Nibali, it's um, the the tricolor jersey needs to be the whole jersey it not just a little patch on the astana blue kit because i really don't like that kit anyway but who the fuck came up with that just the the red the white and green in the just in the center it looks so bad do something about that that's just i'm not italian but that's a disgrace so fix that before you before things get ugly <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of the top three. Who are our other contenders? Uh, Talansky, man, was the Dauphiné a fluke? Um, what an amazing race that was. He's in the top ten last year in the Tour. I think top five would be a great thing. And then maybe if he goes top five, maybe JVE can grab Wiggo back to Garmin and make that a kick-ass team. And Garmin, I mean, uh, Wiggo and Talansky could maybe work together and, and show Froome where his asshole is. Um, so that'd be cool to see, but Talansky, I think he'll be up there. I don't know if he's got it in the three week tour yet, but we'll see something from him in the future. Other ones, TJ, uh, Van Garderen, Alejandro Viverde, Chris Horner, man, another part of me is kind of, I put Horner in the same boat with Voigt, with Yenzi. Um, I don't know about you. I just think that I, I'm rooting for the old man and I'd love to see him do something. Um, I don't think he's going to win. But I think, especially coming off the injury that he had, but it'd be cool to see something coming from from Chris Horner. Um, so go get him, man. And um, love the classic Lampre kit. I don't know why. I always have. Uh, sprinters. 
boy after Cavendish film shoulder collarbone aspida. Um, I think it's officially Sagan's race to lose. I think um, now that we're at this point and and seeing what Sagan was doing today, he has the ability to crush this. Uh, Kittle's going for stages which I feel he's going to be doing really well at. Sagan, I think, is the, really one of the only guys who can mix up for three weeks um, unless somebody new comes into the picture that I don't know about. Um, there was that guy from Europe car who was, who, was, who was pretty aggressive and riding pretty well. We'll have to see what his consistency is like. Speaking of Europe car, um, oh, our little Miley Cyrus boy. Um, why am I drawing a blank on him? Oh my God, you guys! He's the guy who animates that 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 entire thing um, every year. Um, fuck, you're yelling at your computer right now. You're, you're yelling the name to me, and I can just hear it. We all know who I'm talking about. Fuck. Hopefully, it'll come to me. But um, let me look. God damn it! I'm gonna look. Um, where's my lists? Where is my lists? And I'm gonna feel like an idiot when I finally see it too because I know there's Belkin, Mega Pharma, Lamprey, Giant, Garmin Sharp. Somebody needs to do something about the Team Giant kits because I think that's a really ugly kit by the way. Team Europe car. Um, Thomas Volkler. Thank you. Um, yeah. He was on the attack today again and I think he's got more drama than Miley Cyrus. And he kind of looks like a male version of Miley Cyrus. Uh, yeah, it's always fun to watch him act like an idiot. Schlex, uh, Trek, no. They, they, we're not going to see shit from them. And if I'm wrong, you can all yell at me and tell me that I was wrong, and that's fine. But uh, Sprinters, I think Sagan's going to take it all. Um, okay, I had a question. Somebody fired me. Will, it t- will this be a drug-free tour? I'm going to go out on a limb. And I think this is going to be the first tour in a while that no drug busts will take place. And all the riders will, except for, you know, crashes or abandonments or something like that. On the surface, at least, I think I think we're going to have a drug-free tour, so to speak. And knock on wood here. There we go. Just knocked on wood. Little end table. Oh, God, please. Um, every rest day, you wake up in the morning going, oh, God, please, no press release. Please, please, please. Um... I'm going to be doing my best to record a show each Sunday, everybody, and try to get some thoughts from some experts who know what the fuck they're talking about in terms of the sport. And um, here we go. The tour is amongst us, and um, let the fireworks begin. Let it be drug-free, but let them let them ride like they have some. Um, so before I, I, I get out of here, I do have a couple questions from some of you guys. And uh, thanks for, for sending me in some some of the questions don't hesitate to drop those off to me. And, um, I, I guess I'm going to answer your questions with a question in some sense. So, uh, before I do, um, info at pack fillers, the email here for us directly to the studio. Um, also Twitter, you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, um, just do a hashtag of, of pack filler and then I'll be able to find it that much easier. So if you have a comment or a question or something like that, or you can direct message me that way, that's fine too. I'm the guy who does the pack filler, um, tweet Twitter account. So if, if you want to get there, we do also have Facebook. So yada, yada, if you go there. Um, so I had, I had a couple questions, some specific questions, and I thought those could kind of be the, um, the, the additional topic of the show before we, uh, before we sign off for this one. Um, and uh, the first one was was asking about 
the shop rides. I'm sure a lot of you guys have your local bike shops who do shop rides. And some of them actually asked me if, um, if pack filler does any of those kind of those organized rides and, um, what those are about. And I'm going to go through this quick cause I know it probably doesn't sound like the most intriguing topics and you're sitting there in your cubicle praying for something funny or interesting to happen in the podcast. And, uh, before you shut it off, um, I want to ask you guys if, 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 Mark and myself, or just myself, were to schedule some rides in your area, would you come? I'm thinking of doing some simple group rides, varying terrain. Uh, my friend Franco over at Velominati has a great format in which they do their kogels, which are absolutely brutal, beautiful, brutal. That's a new term, brutal. Epic rides that always end at a pub and varying terrain, uh, varying paces. If you can't handle the front riders, you can go with another group. And they always end up at a pub, and I thought, God, it'd be kind of fun to finish it and maybe even do a live show after that with, you know, with some interviews and people like that. Um, what are your thoughts? I'd love to hear some recommendations on those. Um, drop me a note and tell me what you think. So, because I had somebody, I had a listener ask me about group rides and pack filler rides, and if we're, if because we do the live announcing, if there are any live podcasts, and it's been something in the works for a long time, but we've never really pulled the trigger on it yet just because we want to know what the enthusiasm would, would be like, you know, so if we're, we're using a pub, we're using some sort of, you know, booking their deck and things like that. Would, would riders come drink beer and can, you know, want to talk to somebody like, I don't know, Craig Lamond or something like that. You know, would you want to be involved in a show like that and listen to that? So, uh, drop me your notes and let me know what you think about that. Okay. Um, but they're asking about shop rides and are shop rides worth it. Um, that's a tough question to ask because a lot of those are in terms of, I think they'd be great for, for adults who are under two categories. Number one, you're just getting involved in the sport. You want to go out and ride and meet some people and learn the ins and outs of the sport. Um, or you're single and you would like to find a cycling based hookup because, um, I don't, I don't see them as a, as a great necessary benefit to your training or your racing career. They're going to be more of a social ride. They're going to be non-drop in pace, um, which means you're going at the speed of the slowest rider. And so that's hard for, I know, for a lot of the competitive people out there who, who like to go and hammer and ride hard and get to the beer first. So um, so shop rides, That I mean, my thought on shop rides are, are, are just that. I think uh, they're good for promotional pieces. And, and so, you know, and I'd love to hear your listener thought on that one and tell me what you think in terms of the legitimate nature of that and what you would like to have happen in a group ride like that. Um, you know, pack filler ones, we could do the live guests, we could do giveaways, we could do kind of stuff like that from some of our sponsors. So it'd be cool. And I think it'd be kind of fun. So let me know what you think on that one. Uh, my other listener question came from a friend of mine who was concerned about customer service, uh, not from his LBS, from his local bike shop, but from other organizations like online real retailers, uh, manufacturers, warranty programs and such. Um, again, I'd like to hear from you on this because I think this is a a worthwhile segment on this podcast to talk about some of your experiences and the positive and the negative and, and see what you think about what what's working out there, what's shit out there, because um, we could obviously offer up some pretty good advice to each other. And I don't think there are many sources in which you can find out some of this information. So if you're a listener to the show, if you've had a good or negative experience with an organization, um, let me know and let me know why it worked or it didn't work or what you think they could have done differently. Um, personally, um, 
I obviously try to hit my local bike shop as much as possible. And I think all of us should, but there are a lot of times when I need to go to the source, for example, a warranty issue or something dealing with, uh, I need to go online to get something very specific. Um, for example, in ordering a recent team kit, I'm going to do my first rating here for you right now. Uh, I've been dealing with the most recent team kit, uh, designed by a friend of mine, Chris Lucas, beautiful design work. And, um, I've been dealing with uh, canary for our clothing and, um, personally, I think they've been accommodating in, in all aspects. If you if you're dealing with custom clothing, um, our kit before this one was from champion systems. Um, they took a long freaking time in terms of getting our clothing to us. Uh, but they admitted to that and they gave us a discount for the second kit. So that was a good way of making up for that. Um, I liked the champion systems clothing. I, I, I don't know about you, but I can't wear Eurocut jerseys. My, I've got broad shoulders. And so they end up looking like I'm wearing a sleeveless Jersey, but, um, I like the quality of their clothing. Uh, I do have a zipper that's going out on a, on a Jersey that's not old enough to have a zipper going out. So, um, you know, those are my thoughts on them. Canaries. Um, I haven't seen the kit yet. Haven't had it, you know, it hasn't been, the order hasn't been fulfilled yet, but, uh, design work. I thought they, they took Chris's design and put it into their systems. And there were some things that needed work. There were some cool things that Chris designed that didn't quite make it through into their renderings. Um, is that a strike against them? I don't think so. I think the general feel and the look and the quality of the kit is still there. Um, I think uh, the customer relation people have been great in communication. My God, I gave them a card that I didn't know had been uh, not canceled because of bad finances. I'm, I'm good with my money, boys and girls. But um, I hadn't used it. I hadn't used it in so long that they had hit was canceled. And so they kept trying to get the down payment for the kit and it, and it wasn't working and they've been, they were really accommodating with me on that in terms of getting all that happen. Multiple phone calls they were really willing to do with me. And so, uh, customer service has been great with Canary. Uh, I think the pricing's fair, although I do hate minimums with clothing and I do hate the turnaround time that it takes, but I think that's the nature of, of custom clothing. Um, I haven't worn any of the kits yet because they haven't actually got to me yet. So, um, um, I'll, I'll probably, you know, adjust my overall rating when, when I actually have my hands on the clothing and my, I don't know, my body in the clothing. Um, but we'll see how that all comes out and how it looks and, um, I'll adjust my rating there. But, um, overall from how I've been dealing with Canary, um, I'd rank them in the top third of the pack. You get it? Pack filler. Because we rate them in the pack. We put the rating system in terms of placing in the pack. So they're in the top third. I'm so goddamn clever. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I'll let you know on that final project. Canary Cycling uh, Clothing. Look them up online. Check them out. Uh, so far, good design work. And I'll, and we'll we'll see how it goes when the final product comes in. Um for next week, drop me a note. Let me know what companies you have dealt with or have questions about. I will co- try and contact them and, and see about some in, uh, some specific uh, ins and outs of what they do. 
So there you go. Uh, before I sign out, live schedule, um, come find me at the Chelan Man Multisport Weekend, July 18th through 20th in Chelan, Washington. Um, great multisport weekend. Always been a, a, a good time. I've been announcing that one for a long time, and we will again be there at the Chelan Man Multisport. Race the River Triathlon. It's all multisport time, I guess, in my upcoming close schedule. Uh, Race the River Triathlon. I will be there with the one and only Mark Hodgson, July 27th in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and also the Coeur d'Alene Triathlon, August 9th, new one to the venue, uh, to our, our calendar, and uh, Mark and I will both be there at that one. I'd like to say a, a word of sadness to the downtown, the, the Lilac City downtown Twilight Criterium, Lilac City Twilight Criterium, I think that's what it was called, um, put on by a local club, SRV. Uh, sounds like the city of Spokane were some dickheads to him about it in terms of getting the legalized uh, permits for the course down, and they had to cancel the race this year. So uh, to Alan and everybody at SRV, uh, sorry to hear that. You guys you guys put on a great race, and I hope, I hope, I hope, if there's anything I can do to help you guys get it back for next year, I will uh, um, yell into my microphone as much as you want. And although I won't be announcing, uh, put the Northwest Junior Stage Race in Elma, Washington on your support schedule August 2nd through the 3rd. Give it a Google. I'm going to take my, my team of juniors there, and we're going to go do that one. I thought, awesome. These guys are putting on a stage race just for juniors. So awesome to see that. Um, and don't forget that during the tour, you can drop me a note on your thoughts on the race as well as your thoughts on the pack filler rides concept I talked about earlier. And the new segment on rating some of your buying or shopping or cycling-based purchase experiences. We'll come up with a uh, you know, creative title for it, I guess, when we get there. So, tour is underway. Day three starts in, well, technically about 12 hours. So, see you next week. Keep the rubber side down and uh, go get a kid on a bike. I am packed. I am. Fuck. I just screwed up the end of the show. God damn it. Oh, man. Professional. That's why I'm not the guy on the motorcycle. I am Pat Bulger in my bedroom. Hopefully by this time next week. <laughs> I won't have it done by next week. But hopefully by the end of the tour, maybe we can do a you know an end of the tour launch party for my new studio. Because I'm, I'm sitting here in my bedroom and I really need to fold that clothes. Fold that pile of laundry right there. Ah, screw it. I'll do it later. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.